Who's there? The opening for the show. Hey, I'm Andre, and this is Bros Murder. <laughs> I'm Battle. I'm also here. And uh, <laughs> this is our podcast, where we talk about true crime, cases of color, play music, and just vibe out shit. Yeah, I love vibing. So That's I went first last week. Other than being alive, you hypocrite? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, you can go first this week, because I went last week. And mine's also kind of short, and I know you said yours is a little short. Too. Mine is short, but I think it's important. It's a cold case. I yeah, said too much. Oh, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. pr- proceed, my friend. What's up, everyone? That's all I have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I hope everyone's going well. Um, last week was like kind of lame for me. It w- it's been so rainy here in North Kakalaki. They like to say the locals like to say Kakalaki. I don't get it. It's just slang for Personal North Carolina. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like well, I feel like slang is just shorten the word, and that seems like it's drawing it out. Yeah. It sounds fun, I guess. Um, I think it. I'm pretty sure it rained like all last week, and I've been afraid of my plants drowning. That's like the biggest thing and that's another tidbit about battle um wait yeah i guess that's another tip tidbit about battle yeah plants i like my plants but also my diet is completely plant-based that's another tidbit i'm trying to, i'm trying to do that but chick-fil-a got my soul right uh well i guess not right i don't have i don't eat their food but uh, I, I mean I, I try not to but i drive by and they, they give like most my neighborhood like military they give us like a 50 percent discount do you like, get like a yeah i get like a meal for three bucks well that's nice i um i can't say that i'm completely vegan though because like my motorcycle gear is leather and i still eat like honey um honey is not considered vegan because it comes from a bee um yeah it's weird so i i figure at every episode i'm gonna give a new tidbit about myself small titty bit a small titty bit um but yeah so my case today it's not super long but i think it's it's one that i wanted to talk about um because it happened like pretty close to where i live now like uh i don't live in charlotte north carolina but the murder happened in charlotte north carolina um or as they say kakalaki north kakalaki yeah charlotte north kakalaki um but so february 22nd of 2013 it was a sad day for the late paul fife jr um paul he was just your average 24 year old soon to be graduate of johnson c smith university which is i'm pretty sure it's a historical black university but um i was wanted to go to one. he was gonna be graduate he was going to graduate with a bachelor's in computer science and marketing not only that he was a native of florida and massachusetts so I, he lived in both of those so he just came to north carolina to go to school um and unfortunately like he lost his life while he was in college uh but two days before he lost his life um paul and his mother who who was and still is his biggest fan they had a conversation about his future and about him walking across a stage and the things that he was going to do once he graduate and that was the last time he and his mother spoke 
Um, which for me, I could imagine that has to be like, I could only imagine like that has a to be like the worst kind of feeling. Memory. Well, it's the first, like, it's a bittersweet memory, but like a really bad feeling knowing a couple days later your son so died. Like, is not, yeah, alive anymore. Yeah. Melinda and I, we don't have kids right now, but so I, I just can't really imagine like how that feels to like lose like your child. I think that would suck. But on February 22nd, um, Paul and some of his friends went out to have a good time. And I think they just wanted to go out and have some fun. I mean, why not? Saturdays for the boys, you know? Right? It was just, yeah, it's like a typical 24-year-old, I think, like hanging out with friends and just going out clubbing, you know? Because they went to a nightclub, um, which was like hosting a college night for like the, the students that were getting ready to graduate and all that stuff. And it was called club 935 here in charlotte um which they changed it in 2017 to a place called uptown live because charlotte's downtown is called uptown which i've looked up uptown before and i'm pretty sure like uptowns are like more like yeah i guess i don't know it was like like not i think it's like businessy park kind of place let me know if i'm wrong but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so during his guys night out which again i'm i i was a i imagine it was just supposed to be fun you know getting their flirt on and stuff trying to spit some game you know just having a good time um so age right there with that one <laughs> <laughs> just having a good time bro spitting some game yeah there's just complications and unfortunately paul he was shot and killed at the club but the thing is like not only the sad the, the sad part of him dying and about this case is that he was taken away from like his friends his siblings his mother but ultimately his daughter who now has to grow up without a father which my dad's not in my life but my dad's not in my life because he chooses not to be in my life it's different different this little girl so, wait, so not what here. so what happened what happened with, with the, the murder not your oh dad. he he got shot he got shot in the um shot in a club and unfortunately it's a cold case and that that's where like this this like case like sucks is that as of right now like today there are no suspects and well i think they have an idea but they no one has turned themselves in and they haven't like charged anyone with the murder and i understand they're like a lot of cold cases but a lot of time cold cases of color are not talked about they're just forgotten yeah um this is where i think like you know we as bros the murder um we have a chance to change that trend by talking about like different cold cases um i think we have an awesome platform and i think we have an awesome following that you know people might want to investigate more and try to help out but according to the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, um, Jacqueline Carter, I believe, she's a detective with the police department here. She stated that like club shootings in themselves are just difficult. And it's just because the number of people and things that happen so quickly. So like there's a lot of people and a lot of things happen so fast. And not only not only are there a lot of people at clubs and a lot of things happening really quick, but at times like these like nightclubs, they're dark and it's hard to see inside clubs, even with cameras. And I think, you know, you, you know there are a lot of funny memes about how people look like <laughs> in clubs. Even in the side of the club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's already difficult to like distinguish like what's happening at times. Needless to say, the police department here in Charlotte, they have a few leads on who they think the shooters or shooters are 
shooters or shooter are or were, and what has recently been reported by local news by a local news outlet here in Charlotte, which is the Fox Fox 46 Charlotte, um, was that that was was that there was an, an altercation or dispute in the uh, parking lot of the nightclub, and that's where Paul was shot. He was shot in he was shot in the parking lot of the nightclub. And that was like some, like there was some footage that was like released, but it was super like grainy apparently and not good. Um, and that's super unfortunate for his family. Like the security cameras, they just weren't able to produce a clear picture of what happened. Um, but like many people who have lost their loved ones due to murder, Paul's mother, her name is Judith Foster, has different, has a different scenarios or has different scenarios going through her head on what could have happened. And I could only imagine like the anxiety and the panic that comes along with just thinking, okay. All the possibilities yeah. of how your kid died. Yeah. Because it, it's just so profound, right? Because either way, it's coming to a shitty end. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's even shittier that no one has turned themselves in. Uh, but February 23rd of 2017, four years after his murder, Miss Judith, she did an interview with the local news outlet and she says, she said, and I'm quoting her, we often hear about Black Lives Mattering. Paul wasn't murdered by the police. He was murdered, I believe, by another black person. And she said that if you could look inside yourself, Paul could be your brother, your uncle, and he was the father to my granddaughter. Um, and you know, I understand her sentiment. And I understand too that there's a lot of people who just love to fucking say like, oh, black people kill more black people and blah, 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 blah. But if you go back through like our history, like post-slavery until now, for me, it's not subjectively true from what well, I see anecdotally, yeah, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense because you don't hear about people saying, oh, you don't hear people talking about, oh my God, in India, there's so much Indian and Indian crime. Yeah, where like <laughs> we make up, like if you look at the like the last census and like the demographics of like the US, I want to say like, right? yeah, it's like a super small percentage of, yeah, there's like 13%. Like, we're still a minority and like. And the thing is, is people people kill whoever is in their proximity. So if you live in a predominantly black neighborhood and you go to kill somebody, you're most likely going to victimize another black person because that's just who you're who's in your proximity. Same with someone doesn't even like white people in the suburbs. They just, they just attack who's near them. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just it sucks. It sucks that stuff like that happens. Except it sucks. And I I remember saying in like an earlier episode that I did, black people are the only ones that get murdered or that get blamed for being murdered yeah. and i still think that's like the truth like we get blamed for being murdered but regardless it's unfortunate that innocent people have to die outside of natural causes but to put blame on the person that dies or it just doesn't do justice for like these innocent people needless to say paul he was headed to do to do great things in life and it was taken from him too soon. He was only 24 years old. Um, now there's, it suck. It, it may sound like just straight sad. And although this is an unfortunate story and no one has been convicted, there is some light in his passing. So Miss Judith around 2014, she needed a way to get out of the funk as she said. Um, and in that year of 2014, she started a nonprofit in his honor. And one thing I discovered about Paul through browsing the internet and researching about his his life was that he had a love for nature and a love for being outside, which is pretty dope because um, I love being outside. I, I like stay outside during the summer and spring. But this is called being homeless. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> 
it is called being homeless. But I have a home. I do sleep outside sometimes. I fall asleep under trees. Yeah, my mother kicks you out sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, she's like, I need my go. space. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she started a nonprofit, um, and her inspiration was was that she used Paul's love of nature to start this nonprofit. And the nonprofit it was called er, it is called Healing Empathy Redemption and Oasis Nurturing Center or the Hero Center, where she leads like nature walks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And these walks, of course, are free. She doesn't charge people for them. She does it for free because she knows as she researched um, that nature, it could be a way to heal and cope and that the outdoors is just a great way to just like be. But a cool thing is not only does she still run this nonprofit on Facebook, check it out on Facebook. I actually like the page. She invited me to like the page. She's involved with the community, the her community by providing an ear for people to talk to. Like she likes to do little things like that, lead like drum circles and like talk therapy and group therapy. She loves to do that kind of stuff. And I think it's awesome. But finally, like I want to throw this out there for our listeners. Like if you have any leads that could lead to the rest of Paul Fife Jr. and his murder, please call the Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. Crime Stoppers Hotline, and that number is 704-334-1600. That is 704-334-1600. And I'll put all that in the show notes too. So yeah, put, just send me, make sure you send me like a link to the Facebook group. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So I put yeah, so we can get a really nice shout out. But that was I hate cold cases, but I do love the fact that his mom came on the other end, turning something, making something positive out that like shitty, shitty situation. Right. Sorry, my cat's being weird. It's okay. My cats were being weird. They're being jerks right now. Hexy, stop it. She's fucking my blinds again. Does she know your name? Does she know her name? Yeah, she does. She's an asshole. <laughs> Hexy! <laughs> Cause she keeps fucking with my body. I'm about to get down. Now you want to get down. I was about to get up and she's like, oh shit. <laughs> so my case is, what are you doing? About it, tell me. <laughs> she's a fucking menace. Um, so let me just preface this by, we do a lot of like cop bashing on this show. Well, I do personally, because fuck these cops. And uh, when I say fuck these cops, yeah, I mean you and your stepdad. I don't give a shit if you, <laughs> because I'm tired of all the the bullshit. I'm at the, it's at a degree of which I can't take anymore. And this is a case that I saw pop up, and uh, it's not necessarily a murder, but it's a series of sexual assaults at the hands of a police officer. And uh, I'm glad he's arrested and facing these charges, and I hope he gets smacked as hard as he can. So this is a case about the shitty piece of shit officer Floyd Berry, a 49-year-old deputy who is charged with conducting illegal strip searches and during those strip searches on women, sexually assaulting them. So December 3rd, a woman calls the Eternal Fears Unit and says that Berry pulled her over at a shell gas station in South Bexar County in San, in, uh, San Antonio, Texas. She said that, you know, well, she's unnamed too. They didn't give her name out. But she said that Barry placed her in his patrol vehicle, drove her to a secluded area, like a like unlit, dark area. He then removed her, like, out of the vehicle, took all her clothes off. 
did the search quote unquote and then started to sexually assault her once the once the uh search was complete barry brought her back to the car and then like you know continued to take her in and arrest her as if nothing happened is that so all, not at all no my god what, what wait was there no body cameras no no body cameras why it makes sense why would he turn it on sorry and it, but this isn't it so also on december 3rd that same day a second woman contacted the sheriff's office and reported a similar experience that happened at a, another shell station and then November, but she said that happened on November 4th, but she just happened to call it on the same day. And then on December 4th, another, another woman, so a third woman contacted the internal affairs investigators and said that she was stopped for a traffic violation while she was driving with her husband at which Barry, who's the one who stopped her, led her away from the vehicle where her husband was waiting with her, took her way out of sight and then had her lift her bra up and shake her breast up and down. He had to do that four different times and then sent her back on her way. And then another victim also reported that he... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Also assaulted her. And then while she was, after the assault, while he was like redressing, he started like flirting with her. Like seeing a bunch of like cutesy shit as if like they're dating or something. And then continued to make her arrest and drove her in on the two warrants that she was arrested for. What? Yeah, you know, making the arrest as shitty as possible. <laughs> So officers finally reviewed his logs and then checked surveillance cameras of like the different places that they said the attacks happened and then seen that his car was there and that he was there. And on December 7th, made an arrest. December 7th of what, 19? Yeah, 2019. Could you imagine how many people he has been doing this to? Up, up, they upwards to 13, I think. Oh my but gosh. only 11 came forward. And this happened in like this, he, he went on like a fucking rape spree for like an 11 day rape spree where he assaulted these like three, four different women back back so now barry was arrested well he came to report the duty at his job on december 7th and was arrested and put on bail for forty-five thousand bucks uh personal problems have plagued is a word they use the agency but i feel i don't think it's a plague i just think that cops are being shitty cops so at the place that barry works there have been a number of issues says the uh sheriff he said that more than 40 officers have been arrested and charged in violation of like family violence, drunk driving and other misconducts. So since 2017, where he got the job, 40 different officers were arrested for like fucking up and doing some illegal shit. Uh, the sheriff who is up for reelection this year and his name is uh, Sheriff Salars. Probably got to pronounce that wrong, but I'll put his shit. I'll put his whole shit in the show notes because he should he should not be reelected because. He said that he has zero tolerance for deputies who violate professional standards, which awesome. It's great to say that, but why are there 40 plus of them violating your professional standards? Like, do they? Okay, so. One, sure. Two, maybe. 40? Yeah. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, right? That's a lot of people. And do they not, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm ignorant when it comes to, like, law enforcement in the sense that, like, do they not get offered, like, some type of, like, counseling or anything like that? Because... Yeah, they probably have, like, I wouldn't want to be a police officer, but then, like, just because of how I would react to certain things, not saying that I'm going to go out and, like, 
sexual assault anyone, but it's like no, you know, I'm, I'm too I'm too nonchalant to be a cop. Yeah, like oh he stole some shit, man. Fuck fuck capitalism. I don't give a shit. Do <laughs> <laughs> <Still> whatever you want. <laughs> like I'm just wondering, like, do they not give them like any type of training or like is the training that they that they give? Uh, I'll actually get like, to that in a little okay, bit. Okay. So the sheriff has been criticized for these problems, and also has been criticized about his jail facility because there have been 16 improper releases of transfers. Uh, nine inmates died in custody this year. Well, 2019 alone. I almost said this year, but I meant 2019. So he had nine different suspects die in their custody at the jail. And in last February, the facility was found out to be out of compliance with Texas commissions of jail standards. And the jail did not pass an inspection as of last year, like now November, they didn't pass their inspection. Uh, Sheriff Salazar has attributed his high number of employee arrests to a longstanding issue with the department. And he Bitch, says is his he, last name Salazar. Yeah. Okay. What was I saying? I don't know. You said something crazy earlier. You're like, I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Boy, so, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm not good with names. <laughs> you know who I am? So <laughs> Batley, Bat Batley. <laughs> so, uh, in this January that passed, he actually hired a law enforcement psychologist to work with the department to help try to mitigate these issues. But I think you just you just step down, bro. Just take this L, like this. Right? Like, you're saying that, Chief. That's a lot of people. 40, yeah. 40 plus, you said, or 40? 40 plus. 40 plus officers that either did public- some domestic violence shit. They said, they said domestic violence, drunk driving, and then other misconducts. So that can just be anything from like Floyd Berry raping people to police brutality. We don't know, but it shouldn't be happening. And I think that's where, like, okay, if this, this doesn't sound like it's. Like, as if we look at like a lot of things that happen with law enforcement, this is something that's systemic, yeah? So if it's systemic, how about we address it in like a way to fix the problem? Maybe get these people help. Like maybe like they're so pressured that they need like mental help. And again, mental should, health should is- should be on a job. You should just go right? home. Or do something like, like we need to fix like these problems. And I think to just say go home, I don't know if it's like, if that fixes it, it just like, lets them go be like these predators or whatever without it like, shouldn't any authority. have that position of power anymore, yeah what i'm saying i wonder how like they get through like the screenings to become cops like or if or i wonder how old are these people that are doing it like i wonder if it's be or how well, Barry, long they've been in the, the Barry uh, was 49 force. has he been was he with the police he was there for 17 years jesus yeah so again he could have a long rap sheet we just don't know about these yeah because they only said like 13 right they think yeah, 13 thir- shit yeah because more over more th- over 17 years though bro so now according to uh police guidelines a strip search without a warrant is never conducted outside of the detention center so so this is this com- what i'm saying here is know your rights you can't get strip search out on a street without a warrant and if you're gonna have a warrant they're not gonna strip search you because it, ha- it has to happen at an like, actual detention center and typically if a woman needs to be searched during like a traffic stop a male has to request a female deputy or like a lieutenant somebody to come out there and search for them or you don't search them until they get back at the detention center so know your goddamn rights because you just can't get strip searched by a cop randomly that's not that should not happen wild dude so, That's wild. And uh, according to the uh, Bowling Green State University research, police officers in the U.S. were charged with forcible rape about 405 times between 2005 and 2013. 
And that's an average of uh of like forty five a year. Yeah, I think that math. I think that math pans out. I'm not four hundred. I may be an engineer, but I am not good with quick maths, bro. I'm doing a math in my head. Four hundred and five. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems right. Yeah, four, like, yeah, I got a TI eighty nine that'll do that for me. Bro. <laughs> I'm good at math, but yeah. So that's like so between two thousand five and two thousand thirteen, cops have been raping about forty five people a year. So they also have been uh, forcibly fondling people which is more common and that happens about 300 between that time period 2005 2013 that happened 636 times and yet experts who did this research and studied it say that those statistics may not be completely accurate or comprehensive because the data on sexual assaults by cops are non-existent there's no official governing body collecting this data in these arrests or these you know cases or people call it in there's no official governing body collecting that and from that same study, uh, they said that police sexual misconduct in cases of police sexual violence are often referred to as hidden offenses. And studies on police sexual misconduct are usually based on small samples or der derived from officer surveys that are threatened by, you know, they, they just the whole brotherhood shit. Most of them aren't really being forthright with all the information in the cases. I don't feel like that's being a brother. That's not what brotherhood means to me. Like if your brother is fucking up, like you call him out. Call like, shit out. I am makes you fucking look bad. quick. You know, I've threatened to call the cops on my brothers. Not my, I don't have any brothers, but like my brother, people that are the men or like the friends in general that have tried to drive while after drinking. I'm like, D go ahead. Don't, like I'll fucking call the head. cops. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You'll thank me later. But so, sorry, I mean, it, that's not brotherhood. Brotherhood no. is not covering up some nasty shit that people do. That's fucking disgusting. So it's already hard for victims of sexual assault to come forward in general, to get heard, to get justice. So if it's done by a cop, imagine how fucking terrifying and an uphill battle that would be to try and like get justice for that. It would probably be mostly impossible without like solid concrete evidence. And that's why, again, and this is not an ad or we're not sponsored by them. But I do want to recommend that you download Mobile Justice, the ALC, the ACLU app, where you can record, you know, whatever's happening to you by the police. And no matter what happens to your phone, it goes up to a cloud and gets saved because we don't really have anything to protect ourselves. Yeah against i have police it. and that's why you i had told me about phone. the app i was like yeah i'm gonna get it's it again because we don't really have anything to fucking protect ourselves other than oh. our only weapon against police brutality and shit like this is social media getting behind it and for literally like bending the government's arm to like step in and do something that's like super unfortunate like that people have to like literally show someone getting hurt to do anything like to do anything yeah like that recent one that just happened where that dude was like smothered. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna cover that next oh. week because I, <laughs> I'm already hot and sweaty, and I just, <laughs> I just, when I saw it, I, get, I, I got like an instant like tension migraine. <laughs> it's like you know what? When I saw the comments from tomorrow. people, all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad, my bad. So I do want to end on a little bit of a louder note. Not, it's funny to me. So I googled the uh, police department at Barry works at and looked at the Yelp reviews. <laughs> so I'm gonna read you uh, a couple of the different Yelp reviews. So uh, Brianna, one star. The police station where Steve Casanova is stationed at. This police station promotes police brutality. They shoot at teenagers without any warning of who they are or who's behind them. Then later accuse the victims of holding weapon. Do not go to this police police station for help 
They only promote fear. Go off, Brianna. <laughs> one star. Grant, one star. Lieutenant M. Garcia is a tyrant, assaulting and arresting a citizen for a First Amendment protected activity. The police want you to know there is no there's a disconnect between them and citizens. They do not care. Look at the YouTube video and see for yourself. This lieutenant needs to be suspended. Dan, one star. It makes me puke even to give them one star. This sheriff's ranks right up with their Nazis. Want to know how the Jews felt in Nazi Germany? Come to Bexar County. <laughs> and then lastly, there was a five star. And this is from Linda. So she says, I'll read this like verbatim too. Three months ago, I hit, I hit by a deer and I have a headlight come out my car. Waiting for new headlight, period, to deliver so I can install them. I second shift nurse and drive home in dark. I was pulled over last night by a helpful young man. Nice young man pulled me over. Thank you for being respectful. I'm glad I live in Bexar County. So I'm glad someone had one okay experience <laughs> with the cops. <laughs> that's but, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's my case, you know. Uh, fuck the police. I mean that from the heart. Uh, believe victims. Don't fuck. Keep your hands to your goddamn self. Yeah. Oh, it's a whole, it's a whole fucking power move, and it's disgusting. And I'll see them all in hell, and I'll be down there with my own little special pitchfork to poke them in the dick. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so, it sucks. I don't have anything else to plug other than the fact that we'll be live streaming this Thursday on Givoki. Well, so it wouldn't sure. matter because it goes. Oh wait, it does matter because they'll hear it Sunday, and we'll have another one the next Thursday. I thought yeah. you were about this one. I'm so stupid. No, yeah. I'm so stupid. You, you, you dumb bitch, you. <laughs> yes, I am. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do. So, oh, never mind. So, I'm not going to nothing. <laughs> nothing. So, yeah. Uh, seasonal live streams on that. Uh, enjoy the music. This is from a friend of the show, a, a fan of the show, a listener. His name's Graham. Song's great. The band's great. So, make sure you give him some love and look out for the interview that'll be on our blog or website. And uh, that's all for me. Battle, do you have anything? Um, no, except thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the awesome opportunity again. I enjoy doing this and I enjoy um, getting to interact with people. I know we've had a few like internet requests about different cases. Different cases. Yeah, I mean, I love that. So just keep them coming in. If you got more cases you want to bring to us, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. And if you have like something that you want us to look into, we will look into it. We'll, we'll look into it and we'll have some conversations about it. All right. So uh, this is us signing off. See ya. I could do this too. <laughs>